and I welcome you to What's New. We move on today in Romans chapter 8 to verses 26 and 27. These verses will conclude this brief little section where Paul speaks of the believer's future glory. We have just seen on our previous study that hope accompanies salvation. Now Paul is going to tell us that in the same way that hope sustains the believer in suffering, so the Holy Spirit helps him in prayer. Here now is what he writes. And in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows, of course, what the Spirit is saying as he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. relationship between the Holy Spirit and God the Father is so close that the Holy Spirit's prayers need not be audible. God knows his every thought. Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. We believe that it is possible for man to talk to God. We call that prayer. 
I'm sorry for people who don't pray, who for some reason don't exercise their privilege to talk to God. I can't imagine a believer not praying, not talking to God. God is real. And God listens when we talk to Him, so let's do it. But when it comes to praying, we have two problems. Check me if I'm not right. The one problem is that we don't know what to pray for. That has to do with the content of prayer. The second is that we have difficulty properly phrasing our petitions. That has to do with the manner of prayer. I want to come back to those two points, but first hear Paul. I'll read only two verses, Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Paul reminds us that we have weaknesses, and one of these weaknesses has to do with prayer. That weakness that concerns prayer is twofold. Number one, we have trouble knowing what to pray for. That is the content of our prayer. Let me stop here for a moment. I don't believe that we always know what to ask God for. For one thing, we don't usually know His will on a matter. We need to pray according to His will. How can we if we don't know what it is? I'll come back to that later. Furthermore, we don't really know what our needs are. I'm convinced that we often list needs that are really not needs at all. They are just perceived needs. Only God knows our real needs, and He sees them clearly. We don't. Sometimes there are others' needs for which we should pray, but we don't know exactly what they are. We know that there are needs, but we don't know what they are. So as far as prayer is concerned, the first problem concerns the content. We don't know what to pray for. The second concerns the manner of prayer. We don't know how to phrase our petitions properly. Language is a real problem. Language is so limited. Haven't you experienced this often? You just don't know how to phrase a request to articulate the content of your petition. Now, the Holy Spirit helps us with these infirmities or difficulties. That's what Paul writes here. That word helps is used only one other time in the New Testament. It's in Luke 10, verse 40, where Martha complains to Jesus that Mary isn't carrying her share of the load of work. It's like two people facing each other carrying a heavy log. Now, the Holy Spirit does His share when it comes to prayer. The Holy Spirit takes the unspoken or poorly spoken, inexpressible sighings in our hearts and makes them intelligible. That's why Paul can say that God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. There are several practical points which I want to itemize and emphasize before I close today. First, it is obvious from these verses about prayer that God is able through the Holy Spirit to determine what the intention of our prayer is. 
Sometimes we ask God for stupid things. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit knows the intent. I may pray that God would take my life, just terminate it. That's a stupid request. The Holy Spirit sees my depression and knows what the intention of that prayer is and presents it accordingly. The intention is not that you want to check out, but you need help with a depressing problem or need. Or, I've heard one farmer pray for rain. His potatoes desperately need rain. Another prayed that it wouldn't rain. His hay was down on the ground. God must get frustrated, humanly speaking. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit knows the intent of our prayer and the intent of our heart, in spite of the content and the manner in which it is presented. A second practical point. If our understanding of these verses is right, then no prayer ever goes unanswered. Every prayer is corrected or revised by the Holy Spirit to bring it in line with God's will, and then every prayer is answered. We need to be ready when our prayers are revised and then answered. Paul had this experience. He prayed that God would remove the thorn in his flesh. I believe that the Holy Spirit revised and corrected that prayer to bring it in line with God's will. God wanted to show his grace through Paul's thorn. He wanted Paul to keep the thorn. One Christian writer of a past generation said that it was a good sign if the opposite of what we prayed for happened. We need to remember that the Spirit had revised the prayer and God had answered. This writer also felt that it was not good if all our prayers appeared to be answered just as we prayed them. That meant that there was something not right. Well, pray. Talk to God. The Holy Spirit will carry His share of the burden of that prayer and make it fit into God's plan and will and make it to contribute to His glory.
of Creative Encounters or mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA. 